everyone. Welcome oh. to another episode of Issa Sisterhood Podcast. Like I said on the last podcast, we're all here. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because there's usually like one of us missing, but we've been pretty consistent with all being here recently and it feels really nice. So thank yeah. you guys for coming out. No problem. You're our co-host, so you kind of have to be here, but I also mean, <laughs> life. <laughs> we appreciate. Okay. So first thing I want to talk about actually is the, I went to an event called For Us By Us. It was put on by soul tree community mm-hmm. um that is their handle on instagram as well and it was so amazing it was a panel of black entrepreneurs um like my fashion was one of them tika who's an artist from toronto was one of them the other one was the lady who actually put the event on and she is an author her name is journeying Delgy on Instagram and her name is actually Brianna and she just currently wrote a book and I believe it's about sharing black people's stories so she just put a bunch of like stories together so I thought that was really interesting anyways the panel was really great they were all just talking about their experiences entrepreneur in the community they were all talking about how we need to support black communities and it was just really refreshing to see i feel like because i keep putting myself in these situations i keep seeing huge bodies of black people coming together to support each other in the community Mm -hmm. and it's amazing that this is a thing that's consistently happening now and i was really just blessed to be a part of that space there too and it was like great for networking met indigo coco who is shan on on sunday as well and she's so sweet she's such an amazing artist She is going to do an interview with us, a video interview with us that will be up on our website. So you can go check that out when it comes out. And yeah, I think that's it. So I'll hand it off to these guys because they have all the in the medias and in the sisterhood for this week. So who wants to start? In the media can go first. Okay. I guess I'll start with the elementary school teachers protesting at Queens Park today because our premier... Doug Ford. It's Doug, right? It's not Rob. <laughs> Rob is his brother. R. who R. was the mayor. R. Yes, RIP. I'm sorry. They're very similar. It's yeah. So confusing I'll that. sometimes. I'll give you that. <laughs> but if anyone doesn't know, the Ford government in Ontario decided that they were going to repeal all the changes to the sex ed curriculum for Ontario public elementary schools. I think I saw this. Yeah. And obviously teachers are like, what are you doing? Mm. They repealed it back to the last curriculum that was put forward in 1998. So for all of us, we're thinking like, well, what do you mean? Like before the millennium? They didn't know shit in 1998. Well, seriously. They, they, like, did, they didn't want to tell the children exactly. or tell the teens, which is a huge problem. So now that people who were children in 1998 are teaching as well they are upset about it for obvious reasons um the old curriculum doesn't cover any important topics like transgender identities or consent consent is a huge one That's what, it doesn't like, cover consent like, at why all they, why like why yeah <laughs> that got me in the why yeah, just, just like why like, is this why? Like, this is what you decided to open with oh like, my god but what i love about this topic is yeah. that there's so many teachers that are like, yeah, fuck that. Like, exactly. They're like, like oh, what are you gonna is, do? That, yeah. is that what you're doing over there? Because that's not what we're doing over yeah. here. So. My teacher friends have, like, downloaded the pre, like, pre the pre-lessons <laughs> plan yeah. for the, exist- the existing one or the one that was going to go into effect. Mm-hmm. And they're sharing it amongst their other teacher friends. They're and ready they for like, September. They're like, I don't care. Come September. I'm not teaching this, this outdated yeah. dumb shit. I'm teaching this shit. Like, there's, they're squatting up. Can they do that though? Oh, I yeah. I don't know. They can do it. <laughs> I don't know. They're they going to defile the teachers. I don't know if they, the can. They, don't know if they, they can. They can. I think they there's powers in numbers. That's, that's, that's like, if there's powers in numbers, it, yeah. They're going to, what gonna, are they going to do? I don't know. The worst. And it's like different school board, not only TDSB. Yeah. So they can do it. They're going to do it because again, yeah, okay, maybe they could try and fine all of the teachers in Ontario or shut down the schools because good luck doing that. I mean, they strike. The teachers do strike, but it's not usually to do with what's in the curriculum. It's usually to do with how the government handles them actually getting compensated for their work. There's a first for everything. Yeah. There's a first for everything. That's true. But this in particular, like anything Ford and his administration could do would require students not starting in September. And that's... 
they're going to be angry parents who spent the entire summer with their kids going, I love them. I need them out of my house. Angry parents so, who also voted him in. I'm uh, very confused. It's odd because. No, it is. Yeah. You, the, the only way. Yeah. A lot, the only way they're going to really realize that this is an issue and they need to pay attention is if they're told, I'm sorry, what? I need, right. you're going to be home right. on September 8th. Right. What? Jim, it's funny when the privilege is taken away, how everybody sobers up real quick. Okay, so keep that same energy, guys. (laughs) When your children are home and you don't know what to do with them. Yeah. They're just walking around the house. And let me tell you, like this I love my brother. I have a younger brother who is elementary school aged and I love this kid to death, but when September rolls around, not only am I going back to school, but I'm excited that he's going back to school. I can't tell you how difficult it is to spend 60 days trying to figure out how to entertain another person whose attention span is like a fifth of mine. Mm. So I get it. And I'd just like to throw out my thank yous to all of the teachers who might be listening or might get this forwarded to you. You're doing a great job. And I can't mm. wait to see what you do to change the minds and hearts of these young people coming up. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Next. Nicki Minaj just recently dropped her album this Queen. week. Queen. Did, did anybody listen? I you listened to it. it. I like it. <laughs> I see, like, a lot of people are like, uh, it's trash compared to her other stuff, but I, compared, like to, her <laughs> compared to her other albums, people are saying yeah, that it's trash. I like it. Yeah. Her um, other stuff was trash, so how are you mm, going to compare trash to trash? Her other are stuff you was not serious? Bad. You think I don't like it, and I think it was, was all bad. trash. Do, do you not like Nicki Minaj? I never liked her. I keep telling you guys I don't like her. Her stuff is trash. And I like her and I listened to it once. It's not a first time listen you love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. that's, which is weird because all her other stuff, first time listen, I was like more than half her album. I was like, okay, good. But like, I listened to it once through and I was just like, I missed something. <laughs> and I have to, <laughs> I have to rewind. Have to, does it not have any bops or anything? Like, I don't. Cause I'm no tired bops, of Chun Li and Barbie. It doesn't have any bops. Chun Li and Barbie wasn't even that good to me either. Mm-mm. It's like Chun-Li. she had a fire beat, but like Chun-Li. what else did she have? Chun Li was nice. Chun Li is nice. Cause the beat was fire. Yeah. Yeah, and her I feel like you're okay, just yeah. <laughs> No, that's like, fine. You can't fight it. The beat that's was fine. Yeah. And her hook is nice. It like, really but was. Yeah. But other than that, thing. it's like, so, okay, you had a great producer. I what just, are you doing for your own track then? No, it took she, so long. She's a good hook person. Like, that's why she's a feature queen because she can write a killer hook. Yeah. Can't take that from right? Nikki. Right. Yeah. People can say shit all they want, but. <laughs> She's like, at least I can write my own shit. One thing you can That's say true. about Nikki is that consistently throughout her years, all of her stuff sounds like her. They mm-hmm. don't sound like anybody else. That's true. You That's can't, true. yeah, like you can, you can't say she had a, she had a ghostwriter. She That's may have a had help. To me, but she may have had help, but I mean, <laughs> who doesn't have help? Drake's out here having help, so it's just like. <laughs> And Drake's putting people on and helping. Here there's we go. A, no, there's a difference. <laughs> no, because there Drake is, is also exactly putting people on saying, while he's being helped. Nikki, whereas Nikki okay. just has her. You producers. can't say that. August Alessina, he would not have risen without Nikki. Like yeah, she that's signed, true. So it's not like they're not doing it. Maybe Drake's doing it to a but higher August level. August Alessina isn't doing anything right now. Well, okay, yeah, I'm happy somebody else said it. <laughs> he was sick. I mean, and he's recovering. Even even when he like. I liked him better when he was mixtape August Alsina. No, I, I like don't. His album. Everyone likes I don't mixtape like his Nikki album. better than. I think I think that he he has potential because shit. he talks a lot it's of my stuff. Track. He talks about a lot of stuff, but like his experiences. <laughs> but he's not a hit maker, and he's not doing anything now. Well, not in <laughs> Canada, but in the U.S. market, he no, is he's not doing it. He even like, yeah. he, he put a post up saying like. How the record company is holding his album? Yeah, hostage. they do that. I don't know why they do that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the politics. Because they want a bigger slice. That's Maybe. almost always why they do stuff yeah. like that. Like, I don't we want a bigger slice. That. We want you to sign on for longer. That sort of shit. Yeah. But they, you can't, that's one thing you can't take away from Nikki. She is yeah. a feature queen and she writes killer hooks. So anyways, queen. Yeah. She dropped her album. I don't know if she's trying to get like first week sales, mm-hmm. anything, but she's going in. Everybody was putting her on. Yeah. She's everybody going was in on everybody. She's like queen finally radio. going queen out. Radio. Yeah, she that's queen. where she would. She did it. That's where shit. No, but even on t- on Twitter, she, she went teasing, off on Twitter on but everybody. She was teasing before, yeah. like pre Queen Radio. She's like, "Oh, I'm gonna talk this shit." You wait till Queen Radio. Like she was hyping it up, and yeah. then after it, like during Queen Radio, she she spilled everybody's tea and porridge, and then after <laughs> went off table. on. Whoa, 
She rocked the table after she went off on Twitter. I need you guys to go on Twitter because she's talking about buying hairlines and who went to the same (laughs) doctor. Yeah. And how so-and-so came to her crying and this person stole her money. Yeah, I think she's just being petty. I think she's being petty, but I also think this these things always happen when somebody has an album. Yeah, Yeah. she's pulling a Kanye. Kanye doesn't. She's just using the publicity. She her album. But I think that that Safari Safari. is in on it too because they're just going back and forth, back and forth. Of course, because he's always he's a reality. He always wrote for her. Like even though they're not together, he's gonna ride for her. And if she needs some publicity, he's gonna be like, let me jump on. Also, it gives him publicity, so it's like a win-win. He's a reality. He's on Love and Hip Hop. Well, but apparently there was something yeah. about how her and Meek Mill had like a penis pic of Safari. So? Everybody <laughs> saw that Everybody. Pic. I know. That wasn't just between <laughs> Why does Meek have a that's, penis That's pic the only tweet I compare. read. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Duh. the only tweet I read. What else are you supposed to do with it? Yeah. And apparently it was a case where like he, Safari was contacting them to have somebody else not leak his dick pic. Uh. Not that Meek had the He's Even trying to he do did, damage like, control? I guess, but I don't know why you would talk to your ex for that, I feel like. Especially when your ex is Nicki Minaj. Like, I don't just, get me wrong. Don't I come just, for me, Barbs, because I don't get, have any trouble with you. No, but when I you have trouble. The, come uh-huh. for me. Slide in my DMs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come for me. me. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I need some publicity, too. <laughs> no. I don't know. I'm it's happy fun. for her because it sounds watch. pretty great. It, I want like, entertainment. I need somebody to compile the tweets for me yeah. in like a thread. So I got that, you. Yeah? Bless yes. me. Bless <laughs> She's like, lean in. I got you. I'm just going to say, I don't know if it's maybe my friends were on the same wavelength, but I have not heard anyone say her album's good. On the contrary, I've actually on my Instagram stories and on Snapchat stories, there's at least been three people that are like, this album's worthless. And maybe that... Worthless? <laughs> oh. They wow. said Nicki Minaj album and Beyonce um, and Jay-Z's Get collab album. I like they're that all, album. You can it's like them, fire. but it doesn't mean that... It's not I fire. am a Beyonce stan, and I don't really like... Right. I don't think it's fire. It's not Lemonade. It's not The Blueprint. It's not fire, but yes. it's still good. It's not what I would expect of them. I would expect greatness from them. So when I get good, I am disappointed. But thank you. That's I'm going to her like concert that. on Saturday, and like the majority of that concert better not be that album. <laughs> it, it has been since <laughs> it the album dropped. I don't want my money back. It is, and then it's like oldies. That album is trash to me, so I, yeah. I'm not even going to try and learn the words. It's, you should. It's one of those where you need <laughs> right. to be listening. Carrie Ann just, just study defending anyone. If you need I'm a lawyer, just contact Carrie Ann anybody. because she will defend you until you the are album free. Is good. No, I'm in the same boat as you Thank with you. that, Carrie Ann. Like, I like Jay-Z and I like Beyonce. I love Beyonce. Not like, I love Beyonce. Yeah. Let's correct that right now. <laughs> Jazz, remember to correct that. Stricken from the record. I love Stricken Beyonce. From the record. Like, when I first but, heard the album, I was like, this is no, garbage. that's what I'm saying. I, need, I don't like them you together. Either need, on you music. either need a journey <laughs> yeah, long car true. ride like Even I did, crazy in love. or going to like, Algonquin <laughs> when we listened to the whole album. Yeah. So the I had nothing itself. else to do except to listen to the lyrics, and they're good. Production wise, it wasn't as high as I thought it was going to be, but it's a good album. Because we don't talk to Kanye anymore. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, speaking of Kanye, <laughs> Ebro in the morning was like, Kanye is creative, but he's not smart. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and I was like, that is rude. That, that is that is accurate. No, that is, no, that is accurate. No. Because he's so, if no. you know creative, like you have to have some level of intelligence. Intelligence, yeah. creatively, <laughs> not anywhere else. Intelligence, you can be okay. Do you know what a learning disability is? Do you actually know what it Shukurai. is? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not gonna be disrespectful. All it is, it's literally, you can be smart across the board or you can be dumb across the board. That does not establish you as having a learning disability. So what it is, it's a difference. So it's when you have a spike in one place and you're really below average in one place. And that's what Kanye is. He has a spike. No, really. He has a spike in creativity. Everything else he does is very mediocre. Even his line is very mediocre. It's like, it's homeless clothes. I mean, it's it's considered couture. It is considered couture. People are out here buying his shoes. People buy his shirts. People actually buy fake Yeezys. People buy his sneakers. His sneakers aren't bad. His sneakers aren't bad, but like his whole fashion line can buy it. People buy it. I'm not saying they don't buy it. I'm just saying, am I following the masses? Right? I mean, 
it could Put some socks not. with some heels and he's like fashion yeah and everybody else is like yes and i'm like why do we I let t- hey, it's man. couture it's couture there's actually a video on youtube on how to make those shoes the I socks heels I oh yeah I saw that. you just have yeah. to make sure that the part like the the pad of your foot part has some good traction or you are going yeah, to die in that. <laughs> and you have to get one of those tight socks too it can't yeah. be a loosey-goosey sock yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i don't know about that because like I do understand what you mean because general intelligence is measured when, mm-hmm. like, it's testing different things to determine your aptitude. But, I mean, he is successful in not only production, but, like, fashion, in business. I mean, that implies intelligence to me, but I guess to his or her own. Business? Not so much because he's begging people for money. Right. I have a question because I didn't see it, I don't know. Did he need it, though? That's a good yeah, question. Yeah, sometimes he hey. just says stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, That's like these questions. Question. But like, yes. what's his business? I mean, it's like people what giving Kylie money. Business? Like, dish, dish. what's his business? <laughs> he has a record label. What? That Tiana yes. Taylor and what? all those people oh, are signed yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, wow. What? That's so sad. Oh, my because God. Tiana Taylor was even disappointed with how her sales went. So maybe yeah. you want to move away from that one. I don't know. Could There's so many factors. I don't know. What? I think... He is a genius because people can shit on him all he wants. He won't go on Twitter for two years and he will touch Twitter for a week. And, and he, his, his, and his stuff will spike, yeah. And his stuff will go platinum. He'll stay left, white, and center. People can't his him album go back. platinum? I don't know. I don't know about Yay. I haven't really listened to it because I've been trying to be a good person and cancel him. There's, is uh, that the name of the one that I thought it was called I'm Bipolar summer? and I Love Being Happy or some shit. What? It's what? on Spotify. Is Yay. Are you sure? Yeah. I, I know there's a, there's an album that says something about bipolar. Yeah. I'm just okay, happy that we all don't know what it is. It's not mad. Like, let it stay a mystery. Okay. okay, yeah. Okay. Let it stay a mystery. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anybody else got anything? No, no. That's it for the media for That's me. That's it for the media. Okay, the sisterhood. What's going on over there? Rep, rep. So, first off, there was somebody who vowed to never have potato salad from somebody who isn't black. Because apparently this potato salad had apples in it, it had ham in it, it had corn Mm-mm. in it, ham, but mm-hmm. not bacon? cucumbers in it, but no bacon. That sounds like a salad. <laughs> like just I a- mean, if you Wait. get the ratios right, it could be a nice, refreshing salad. <laughs> but like, there was no, there was no like. Is it a lettuce. macaroni? Wait, what it's is it? It's supposed to be a potato <laughs> salad. Don't even know which macaroni? Salad. So like, <laughs> well, wait, a potato salad? Like a casserole? <laughs> That's all. It's a potato casserole. The person was like, "I'm gonna see whatever leftovers." I got in the fridge or some much there. meat some ham okay bless so some mayo apples. on that nobody ate them this week bless <laughs> like, what exactly <laughs> is supposed to be in potato salad not apples not apples isn't it just potatoes and mayonnaise it's like, and butter it's like that's the big I can see how some people don't make there. it with butter but like it's like a base of potatoes and yeah. then you put like minimal things in it. It's a safe You don't thing. necessarily like put <laughs> lots of vegetables or I've never had a potato salad with fruit in it. So like that's maybe why it was weird. She was just like, I should have known better. And I'm like, girl, you should have. I'm just happy you didn't have raisins. <laughs> if I see raisins in something that's not supposed to be sweet one I more like time. Raisins. I like raisins. Just raisins not in, in your potato salads. Like yeah. white people come through. She needs some, needs some yeah, potato yeah, salad. You can slide her. in her so DM and wrong. just give her all you want. <laughs> Yo. So what were the ingredients? again just a quick recap so it's potato salad so base of potato mayo and then apples Uh uh-huh ham don't know how the ham was cooked though i think she admitted that for a reason corn and cucumbers that's nasty but like why would you do ham but not bacon just think about the consistency of a potato salad then you add the cucumbers that's like water based so does that mean that the potatoes are now dege dege water water, washed up potatoes like do i i I mean if you're it depends on you know what i'm getting too far into this yeah yeah okay she should have known better that's where i'm coming from and then the second in the media, which had lots of comments, in lots the of deep, or yes, in the sisterhood, I need water. I'm thirsty, obviously. It is a post about <laughs> anti-blackness at nail salons. Mm. So apparently this is either been a new thing or it's only now getting catch on camera about people of color women because it's a nail salon being manhandled and physically assaulted at nail salons yeah and the post was somebody saying like would we like to connect with each other for black nail techs like support black salons support 
low key yeah. black businesses, nail techs, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, instead of going to traditionally Asian owned nail salons, because yeah. that's where this has been happening. So you have like videos and you see these Asian individuals like slapping up these black women and you can't help but feel angry yeah and embarrassed and just all these not so great emotions for this person that's being assaulted Mm -hmm. so then the question is the alternative are we going to actively not go to these asian businesses and support black businesses instead and why don't we already so i have a lot to say about this topic i'm ready to hear it i have a lot to say about this topic so first of all the disrespect that is against us in these Asian salons is not new. Yeah. Um, it's right. actually one of the biggest reasons why I decided to start doing my own nails. Mm-hmm. Because every time I walked in there, they would knit me, they would laugh about it, they would talk about me right in front of my face. I'm pretty sure that everyone has experienced oh, yeah. that. When I, they that's talk like a about thing. Like, first of all, I'm here, me and you are in this booth, this small little space together. You're mm-hmm. doing my nails. Mm-hmm. And you're talking to someone beside me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm almost not there. Mm-hmm. And then you knit me because you're not paying attention. Nick you? Like cut yeah, you? Yeah, they cut yeah. me. Shit. Because you're not paying attention. Then when I say ow, they're like, oh, sorry. And go mm. right back to talking. So th- that's one of the biggest reasons why I stopped going there. Mm. Now, back to what you were saying when you said, like, are we going to stop going altogether and start supporting our own? Mm-hmm. Black-owned nail salons have also been around for a very long time. Yeah. And there's a reason why personally I won't support them. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say not support, but why I decided to start doing my own nails rather than going to someplace else. Mm-hmm. I think that black owned nail salons or hair salons, because for example, beauty supply stores, the Asian mm-hmm. owned beauty supply stores, mm-hmm. you'll never see a black person behind the counter right. serving you and giving you your money. And that's done on purpose. Right. They don't trust us to handle money. They don't trust but us in the store. Exactly. Yeah. But they hire us so that we can make the money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for a period of time, I was like, okay, I'm going to support my own and go to a black-owned beauty supply store. <laughs> she never opened on time. Yeah. Ever. They're rude as fuck. Like, she's rude as hell. Yeah. It says one price on the wig, and then she charges me, like, ten times more. Yeah. It's nonsense. Okay. I feel like in the black community, if you want your business to be supported, mm-hmm. there's a certain standard that you right. have to keep. Yeah. Right. If it says you open at 11, yeah. don't show up at 1 o'clock. Right. Jeez. And I feel like it's... Jeez. That is... Yeah. Going to Asian <laughs> nail salons, it has that racist tone to it. Yeah. And when you're going to black nail salons, it's also like, we need you to handle your business. All of them, what they both have in common is you're not doing a service you told me you were going to do. Fuck. If and I'm, I'm going you to, to right. If I'm going to come here and spend my money, you need to operate like a fucking business. I don't want you to nip me. I don't want there to be racist comments. I want you to open on time. Like it's just literally, it is not that hard. People run your business like Properly, a fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> like so. Like, for, if my appointment is for 12 o'clock, I don't want you to look at me at one fifty. Right. You're just looking at me at one right? fifty and telling me you're going to get to me in five minutes. Right? That's nonsense. No. Like, Even for me, it's like, I do right now go to a shop that's run by Asians. So I've I. never had any problems there. It's also right next to work, so it's just very convenient for me to be there. That's how to but catch you, if I Right. But if I... Because there's there's so many of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, find me a black-owned store that's downtown, nail salon that's downtown. You could probably find me one, and when you do, holler at me but also like it's there by demand right the people who are there are the ones i'm gonna go to like and they're right beside me but i think it's ridiculous that we have to go through this at all and again it's just to underline that if you have a business and you want to run it well run it well and people will come to it because i know like even again the nail salon i'm going to they're always friendly maybe it's because they have a diverse clientele and they're not ignorant (laughs) like i don't know what it is but it's like we just want you to give us what we're paying for. And yeah. then a little bit more because customer service. <laughs> and that's all, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry that's happening to so many women. It's really fucked up, actually. Yeah. So if we can find some black-owned nail salons, if you own a black nail salon or hair salon or any fucking thing, actually. Yeah. yeah. Excuse my F-bombs. <laughs> Just like slide in our DMs. We'll love to put you on. We're always for the community and bringing up people in our community that are doing a good job. Yeah. Oh, which reminds me. <gasps> okay. Ooh, okay. Excitement. <laughs> right. 
Okay. Oh, what's oh that? what is that? Like, like that? a little jar. So, okay, hold on. And not just a little jar. It's a small like, mason jar. Yeah. I immediately like thought. It's bedazzled. It's a bedazzled jar. I'm just going to. There's some ribbon going on here inside and out. There's a label, but. Okay, it says read one. Okay, day. so Hide. I believe her name is. Samira, it's XOXO Samira with two eyes on Instagram. So she was also at FUBU, the event this past Sunday. And okay, this is the cutest thing. She has this little jar that she decorates, and then you buy them, and she has a little affirmation notes on them. So you're supposed oh, I to open, right? You're supposed to open one a day, and it's supposed to like give you I, I, want that. I, I want that. I want that. I saw that, this. and I was like, that is so cute. I need some love in my life, so I'm gonna purchase one. So shout out to you, girl. I told her we were gonna do this. I was I like, I'm gonna that. pass out ones to the girl on the Aww. podcast, and we can open ours up and yes. see what they say. So that's yours. Oh, oh. sorry, Shanine. That's okay. That's yours. I've always wanted to do it, but I don't want to do the work. And I'll take this one. Okay. So <laughs> watch us all struggle to open it. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I just passed some out. Oh, I oh. like mine. Oh. Can Girl. I keep it? How did you get what? Help yeah, me. of course you can. It's yours. <laughs> okay. Carry on. Who wants to go first? Okay. I'll go first. Okay, Shanine, go ahead. Mine says your mind is powerful. Amen. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I love it. It's so like I know. What does it say? What does your say? Mine says there's no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. I'm Ooh. grinding right now. Mm-hmm. Like I love this it. is this I love is that. me yes. shit. Mine says sometimes you have to move on without certain people. If they're meant to be in your life, they'll catch up. Ooh. I love Girl, that. How did how? <laughs> <laughs> She wrote this for me. Mine says, self-love is the greatest middle finger of all time. <laughs> I like that. Well, if I'm this so is not me, I don't fucking know right? what is. So where can I get mine? Yeah, where can I get this? So I believe if you go to her Instagram, you can get one. Watch us all grab our phones. Yeah, right? <laughs> What's her Instagram? It's XOXO Samira. Samira. Yeah. So S-A-M-I-I-R-A. So thank you so much, girl. We thank really you. appreciate it. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I love so this. Cute. And because she had different ones there, she dumped one of the other ones in mine because she's like, I want to give you extra. You're my first customer. Uh. I was like, that's so sweet. Okay, today's topic is called What in the Diversity? What in the diversity? I wish I could say that more often because there's just not enough of it. So I feel <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. that phrase could be, you know, coin can, that can get some more use. Ooh, let's make t-shirts. Yeah. End up in the history books. Yeah. So there is a MP making some waves. It's funny because we chose this topic before this man decided to open his mouth and spew garbage everywhere. Thank you for giving us content, sir, because we can come for you. So, Maxim Bernier. Bernier. Thank you. Butcher his name. (laughs) No respect. (laughs) If your name is Bernier, I will call you Bernier. But right now, he's He's Berner. He's Bernier. (laughs) Right. So, he has some tweets from August 12th. 2018. So what are we today? (laughs) Two days ago. Two days ago. So this real fresh. So let me just read them to you and then we can discuss. Okay. So the first tweet says, Trudeau keeps pushing this diversity is our strength slogan. Yes, Canada's a huge and diverse country. This diversity is a part of us and should be celebrated. He should have stopped there. Yeah. (laughs) But then... In the same tweet, it says, but where do we draw the line? In the same tweet, bro? Really? <laughs> what do you mean draw the line? So the second he has tweet, more. <laughs> the second, there, there's six. Okay, so, go. It says, ethnic, religious, linguistic, sexual, and other minorities were unjustly repressed in the past. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot to redress those injustices, and we give everyone equal rights. Canada is today one of the countries where people have the most freedom to express their identity. I mean, that's that's true. Okay. All right. Have we completely redressed those injustices? I'm not sure, but we're going to keep pushing. Okay. But why should we promote even more diversity? If anything and everything is Canadian, doesn't being Canadian mean something? Shouldn't we emphasize our cultural traditions, what we have built and have in common, and what makes us different from other cultures and societies? That one, fine. Number four. Oh, man, this is just wild. 
Having people live among us who reject basic Western values such as freedom, equality, tolerance, and openness doesn't make us strong. People who refuse to integrate into our society and want to live apart in their ghetto don't make our society strong. I don't know who he talking about. <laughs> Number five. I know five. who he talking about. <laughs> Trudeau's extreme multiculturalism and cult of diversity will divide us into little tribes that have less and less in common, apart from their dependence on the government in Ottawa. These tribes become political clientele to be bought with taxpayer money and special privileges. Tweet six. <laughs> Cultural balkanization brings distrust, social conflict, and potentially violence, as we are seeing everywhere. It is time we reverse this trend before the situation gets worse. More diversity will not be our strength. It will destroy what has made us such a great country. He started so well, and then it just disintegrated <laughs> into I'm a trap because she literally has, like, it's like he's like confused and like disturbed mixing up like racist it's like he read one textbook and that's all he's but he basing didn't finish this off it. no he just wrote like <laughs> he, half a chapter he, he, he in read the, the preface and was he like read the that's preface. it yeah there we like go. it's like he's referring like there's a one point where it's clearly that he's referring to people of visible minority and black people and then after it kind of sounds like he's talking about mm. indigenous people who unfortunately are in the situation where they're forced to depend on the federal government for me it's like who's rejecting freedom equality and tolerance who <laughs> Like, <laughs> as Canadians, we have problems. No, and it's like he's taking different parts and referring to different people. So at this point, I think he's referring to people of like Middle Eastern descent, where. Yeah, I know, but let, who, again? What do you mean? Because that's just with, stereotypes. Can we start that's with just, just you're, one? you're just assuming people yeah. don't like the equality and fairness and everything yeah, like that. It's the lack we of love education. it. Y'all just ain't realizing okay. we're loving it because you're too wrapped is? up in your stereotypes. Yeah, can is we? that people actually agree? They do. Oh, like, yeah. they believe. Like, if you read the replies on Twitter, I didn't have to close it because I was getting upset. Not even no, but that's the thing. He is referencing like different peoples who he believes doesn't embody being Canadian. And Canada as a culture isn't as patriotic as the US. Like the US, they're like, we are here, this is us, and it's us versus them. Whereas Canada is no, it's it's nah, us as good. a community. <laughs> yeah. And like so he is right in that aspect, but then like every like everything after the first half of the first tweet went to shit. So I feel like I just, he's just subtweet every minority in the country. He did. He did. Uh-huh. Like he literally he did. just subtweeted he all of them. Like, and I added every eloquent way I've That's ever seen it. That's what I'm saying. Before. I'm about to say at me, bro. Like, <laughs> why pull up then? <laughs> because Come fight me. literally, <laughs> because this is just reckless. Okay, let's go through this. Let's go through this. I'm in it. I gotta put my hair. Okay, up. so. She's like, I need a beret. I, I need a hair tie. The, the first tweet kills me because it's just, it was so good. Diversity yeah. is our strength. But then he had to hit us with the, where do we draw the line? So well, let's draw one. the line at you. The <laughs> second, right? The second tweet really gets me because he's like, you know, ethnic, religious, linguistic, sexual minorities, they were repressed, but it's fixed now. Bro, you're French Canadian. And that's why I said lies. That's the <laughs> biggest lie of all time. He has to be. He's French Canadian. Mr. Okay. Linguistic <laughs> minority. Yeah. Linguistic minority. Mi- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. he's, he's actually, I'm not sure where he lives, <laughs> but I don't think he has anyone to tell him like, mm, that's not right. Yeah. Am, I cool, am I cool? Am I, am I, am I? I don't want to share on Quebecois, but yeah, I was no, no. saying, am I surprised? Exactly. I don't go that, Quebec no, I didn't want to say it, but I had to. <laughs> no, yeah. but like if you're living in an all white community in Quebec, so can I borrow this? Yeah, of course. Mind? All right, I'd like to remind anyone who is in agreement with this person that the French Canadians are a linguistic minority in Canada. I know that it is our second official language, but there are not enough people whose native language is French to not be a minority. When we're talking about balkanization... For the layman's terms of us, what does that mean? So I'll use the dictionary definition that comes up in Google. I do understand that dictionary definitions are not the best way to describe words, but this is the easiest one for everyone to understand here. So Google tells us that balkanization is 
dividing into smaller, mutually hostile states or groups. Yeah. I don't know if you've been looking around, but only one group, large group, majority group in this country has access to weaponize their hate for the rest. And it isn't the ethnic, religious, linguistic, sexual, <laughs> and other minorities. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just think it's, Leave that there. it's interesting because this has like stereotypes written all in it. It's yeah. like, it's Half actually. Thoughts. And it's, prejudice. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, dancing on the line of yeah. hate speech. Yeah. That's Tough complete. Fancy. I think it's like dressed up hate speech. I don't know if it would be all the way hate speech. That's a little strong, but this is exactly what we have to deal with when we're telling people. This is like the guy that's like, Oh yeah, I have black friends and I completely understand your, oppression and stuff like that but also it's not so bad like he's the person that's like oh it's been however long you should get over it that's that person right that's that person like we don't actually have slavery happening in the world right now like the fact that there's even a (laughs) word a word ghetto in all of this let me read it integrate into our society and want to live apart in their ghetto like they want to it's like no people legitimately cannot afford to go elsewhere this is where their family is this it's just like this is not a choice that people make and before he goes shitting on the trudeau government and by extension the government of canada one you're a part of it and two the canadian government has an 151 year history of genocide against the indigenous canadians so that they're barely admitting my friend you need to sit down yeah so and it's funny to me that he's shitting on trudeau but at least trudeau's trying to include people right you know what he gets shit on a lot for that because people don't understand it the tweets and the people who were supporting this man on twitter are exactly why trudeau gets shit on so much because Mm -hmm. people don't understand that diversity is actually necessary and we'll get a little bit more into that but final thoughts on this for me was, first of all, I feel like it had undertones of like, we should be more patriotic. But when you look at America, they're not doing better than us. I hate everybody. Um, at me if you have the answer. I feel like he also insinuates that there should be a limit on people's freedom to express their identity. So it's like, oh, you can have freedom, but as long as it's our kind of freedom yeah. and not your kind of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what he's pretending to be against. Like, right. Uh, so then we're not going to do that. You could keep that too. <laughs> and uh, also, just one more time, who's refusing equality and to integrate? Who? Who I think what I was thinking when I was reading this over is he more wants assimilation. Yeah. Right? Not freedom. He wants people to assimilate into Canadian customs quietly Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he can live in peace. And Mm -hmm. that's not what it is. He also doesn't give any examples. Or inclusion is. Yeah, he doesn't give any examples of what those so-called Canadian traditional values are. When he talks about traditions, he's not talking about the traditions of the masses. He's talking about French-Canadian traditions. Or even Canadian traditions. White Canadian tradition. But like, if we go back, they're French-Canadian. Yeah. Like, that's where the basis of the customs come from. I think from Europeans. Just the ignorance and the stupidity <laughs> is just so loud. Yeah. I can just like sigh. Pe- people don't pay enough attention to Canada for this to be the only thing that ends up on Twitter. We need you to sit down and be quiet and let Drake be the representative of our country. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's good enough for now. Exactly. <laughs> One, I read a piece on McLean's and it was just talking about these series of tweets. And the author was saying, Multiculturalism, because he's making it out to be a problem, this author was just like, it's not even in the top hundred problems that Canada has. Nah. So like, the fact that he's, nah. Right? Nah. so the fact that he's highlighting all of these things, it's like, bro, like the tweets were dumb. The tweets were inflammatory for people who are minorities. But also, if you're looking at the big facts of things, what he's saying is not important at all. You know, we literally important? have bigger issues like, to do. Bigger with. issues like the Clean long water. waiting time in hospital yeah, waiting you know. room like <laughs> so the last quote from that is is in canada multiculturalism has not increased tensions or decreased patriotism and if you think it has as bernier bernier um <laughs> may then you may likely come from a part of canada with almost no cultural diversity as he does and simply have no reference points to judge facts so we're facts, just gonna facts. leave it there 
So this is all a very long introduction <laughs> to the topic of diversity. <laughs> So the definition of diversity is pretty much the inclusion of different types of people, whether it's on gender, race, religion, sexual orientation, age, culture, or socioeconomic background, which leads us to the question, are you part of diverse spaces? Actively, or you mean like as your identity? So I'm talking, what's your friend group like? Yes. I'm not going to lie. All my friends are black. Yeah? Yeah. No. Mad diverse. Yeah, mad diverse as well. My closest friends are all people of color, if not black Indian people like myself. Mine is even mixed. Like, two of my closest friends are different types of white. There are different types. (laughs) Different backgrounds, white. I'm Jamaican. Next one's Trini. Next one's Canadian Jamaican. Next one's Filipino. Like, Mm -hmm. we're, we're well mixed. Yeah. It's almost Portuguese. Like, we're well mixed. (laughs) I can't say I have white people in my close circle. My friends, they mostly are black. They're mostly like from African descent, even though I'm from the Caribbean. But also, I don't know what it is. It's like, I do have some white friends, but it's it's just not that deep to me. Like, yeah. it's deep. You could be my friend. You can even be my close friend. But are you my nigga? Like, are, am I'm not I? I'm calling you later. Do you night. know what I mean? Like, are you really riding? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Drake. <laughs> it's just, I don't feel like I could have people who are not of color. See, I could have everybody else. You could be Asian. You could be from the Caribbean. You can be from Africa. You could be some of them Pacific Brazilian niggas can come in here. You know what I mean? But like, if you're, if you're white, I just feel like it's the privilege that kind of separates yeah. us. I feel like this comes back to our conversation about interracial. Dating. Yeah, I was just about like, to say, I, we've spoken about this, Shakura. You and I grew up in primarily white areas in Ontario to be particular. A lot of my friends from elementary school and coming up are white, but we've fallen off over the years because, you know, you grow up and you have different lives. And now I look at it and I'm like, if we don't talk, it's okay. Because at the end of the day, I don't have the energy to explain to you why these things are important in a time where I have to take care of a lot of things within my own identity because it at any point could get real out here. Right. I mean, it's already real for many people, but I am blessed enough to be in a situation where I'm relatively safe right. and I need to be ready in case that changes. So yeah. I can't be out here teaching you what diversity means. But I also, Google. I also think, or listen to the podcast. That's I it. also <laughs> think that Google there us. are some allies that I've been, that I've been meeting, like woke white people, I guess. It's just also, having friendships is hard so it's yeah. like on top of that if i feel like i have to explain anything to you if you're a white person and i don't know who you are exactly it's like we have to go through that whole scouting of like are you awoke do we like the same things do you know yeah. what i mean so it's like you're trying to be a friend to them and also it's like are you douchebag it's layered. So it's just yeah. it's hard to find someone that meets all of the not a douchebag standard <laughs> to be my friend. I, I'd honestly rather just invest in who I am so that if those people are out there, they are attracted to what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Come find me if you want to find me. If not, live your life, man. Right. It's fine. Right, right, I don't right, need right. to worry about it. Right. I found it to be, again, the layered experience. So yeah. the two white people that are in my closer inner mm-hmm. circle, it's knowing them for three years, living with one for six years, yeah. where it came to a point that I could talk to them about anything that they don't really understand yeah. or the experience that they will never have to go through. It's they trust feel because of exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you have yeah. to get to that point. You have to get over the awkwardness that comes with general friendship, all that weird shit. You got to get past that. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of just accept that they are privileged. You, you as your friend, now you're invested in them and then yeah. their, you know, self image. And so you educate them so they are aware of their privilege. Yeah. You do your friend diligence to do that. I call but it friend because diligence. Because we have that kernel of a friendship over mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. I'm willing to do it. Yeah. For the random For person, the random I'm, person tomorrow, I'm like, like, it's not my job. Hi. But also, nice. if cool. a person's not really problematic, I don't think having those conversations is something you're going to have to 
continuously keep doing nah. yeah do you know what yeah. i mean like if a white person is cool and they're a cool person you guys vibe and you guys get along it's like you might have some instances where it's like okay check your privilege oh, okay yeah, this I'm is why this is cop. this way but also i don't think it should <laughs> be a, a continuous thing of you have to explain to them your experiences what person no yeah. that's or just like problematic why they're being people. problematic yeah no i i guess where i'm coming from right now is there's a lot of adrenal fatigue in my life for having made that mistake recently and mm-hmm. spent like probably the last two or three years being in those conversations and having people like outright laugh when you point things out. So what? I'm still a little bit, I'm a little raw there, salty? a little salty, <laughs> you know, the wounds are still a little open, but I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think diversity and friendships, not that hard because you pick your friends and like, again (laughs) the process to be a friend or even to be called an acquaintance it's gonna be there or you're not gonna be there so Mm -hmm. it's easier the most interesting part of diversity to me is diversity in the workplace Mm -hmm. so do you guys work in diverse offices my office is pretty diverse not only in race but also most of the partners are women I, there's a lot of women in the firm. A lot of the women are women of color. Is your workplace diverse? <laughs> Mine actually is to the point where I can count on one hand how many white people I work with. Right? Isn't it beautiful? It's amazing. And I really like, I appreciate that. Not only because I think that diversity is very important in healthcare, period. Yeah. Yes. I agree. So, so many yeah. hospitals. Actually, yeah. I, you know how many diversity programs I've worked on in the last two years? In hospitals? Hospitals. Yeah. Just healthcare. Major hospitals, um, internal programs to promote diversity, hiring programs to promote diversity. Even when I was in the hospital, it was like I was really sick and I had to be given like a dose of medicine nobody wanted to give me and it was funny because like it was like these two i think they were like filipino ladies and they were i could hear them like bantering back and forth like they didn't want to administer me the shot and like this black lady came through i'm like all right you need to go home she was like my shift ended two hours ago and nobody wants to she literally came turned up and i was like yes she literally got the shot injected me was like here's your pants slip by like she was i love it (laughs) no no (laughs) no what's wrong with that i've had bad experiences with nurses don't say that hey i'm i'm being dead ass but she knew what she was doing i'm not saying that they were yeah your experience is comfortable mine wasn't and they were clearly knowledgeable it's just how they went about it that was crazy to me but yeah in my workplace i am the only person of color we are mostly females though there's three men in the company Guess what their positions are? The mm. president, the CFO, so the controller. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we have four. Our VP and then another designer. But everybody else is women. Four Asian people or four Asian people. Five. Five now. And then me. That's but everybody else is... White. How does that make you feel? Like <laughs> Not anything. <laughs> I'm aware. The company is well aware of this. But it also nice. makes me... I can't think of a more polite way of saying not give a fuck because if you go to my company's Facebook page, guess who's there? Mm. If you go to my company's agency profile, when we pitch to other companies, guess who's there? Fair. When we talk about diversity, we pitch creative project. Guess who's there? My last two jobs have not been the most diverse. The ones I had before that definitely were. This time last year, I was working in security, and myself and two of the other four people working on my site, people of color, an older Indian man and an older Indian man and a black man about my age, I think, no, a little Mm. bit older than me, too. Kids, they're really cute. I think it's important (laughs) to note that diversity doesn't only have to do with ethnicity. It also has to do with age, because ageism is a thing. Huge people thing. fulfilling senior roles with only people of a certain of age, a certain yeah. age like that or guy, that older Indian guy was angry that I had the position that I had. Because case in I point, was younger had like case in no point, not promoting, mm-hmm. not promoting yeah. people who are qualified, but because they think that they're young. Yeah. So it's not only 
ethnicity. It's also age. It's also economic background. People being like, oh, yeah. you come from here. You automatically like are disqualified. Yeah. Just consider that when you like talk and about everything else. Before that was Starbucks. And we had good diversity at that store. Starbucks is pretty good yeah. in really? most cases for hiring people. Because they only care if you're good at the, they the only, job. Yeah. Like, yeah. like can you do the job? Out, like. <laughs> I'll give Starbucks that. And McDonald's is very dependent on like where Location. it is. So like yeah. I used to work at Jane and Finch McDonald's. Was there anybody who was not of a visible minority working there? Yeah. No. It was all black people. And then we had a few people who were East Asian. Mm-hmm. Like that was it because that was who lived in the community. So McDonald's right. doesn't do as good of a job as Starbucks. Yeah. When um, I worked at Mac, there was one white girl, but she was also on sick leave for like a year uh, and a half. So I, I think I worked with her like a few times. And other than that, it was just Asians and black girls, which was really dope yeah. because also Mac is just such a vibe. And when you have really? like really? minority yeah. groups there, it's really cool. I would say the same with Sephora. Whenever I go and I yeah, see everybody. Yeah. Why I like diversity in my workplace is probably because it makes me feel more comfortable. Before I even got the job, a friend got me the job. Like she, she already worked there and they were like, Oh, they're looking for so and so. And my first question to her was like, Are there any other people of color? And she was like, Well, and she's white. So it, you could tell it made her kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. She was like, Well, there's not another black person, but like there's people who are Asian, people who are Indian, you know what? And we have had black people in the past, but like that's an important question to ask. Yeah. I feel like I would feel very uncomfortable rolling up into especially corporate space where it's all white people because you have to mm-hmm. be there every day and you have to be there for so long every day that's a lot of opportunity for them to ask us especially if they don't have any like history of having a diverse staff to begin with then you're like well i'm the first first there (laughs) needs to be a first that's how i look at things i look at it as if they don't have a history or their past five hires or their past whatever position Mm -hmm. i'm going in for hasn't been a person of color i will be there first That's how I look at it. I don't look at it so much of the other part. But the part that does get a lot is when you don't have it outside of work. Like you don't, you can lose connection with that part of yourself. But Mm -hmm. I was going to say why I like diversity in my workplace. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You never talk. You never talk, my guy. (laughs) I like diversity in my workplace basically because I'm very passionate about healthcare. Mm -hmm. And I think that diversity is very important in healthcare because, for example, the ill and the dying, we have to do different things with them. Like after a certain time, we can't touch the body. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't know that if it was all one ethnic background right yeah stuff like that so that's why i like Like culture yeah yeah that's That's interesting actually i like diversity in my that's that's something i would have never thought about yeah like tradition after for example a while ago a lady had passed away Mm -hmm. and we literally had to get a doctor to come in immediately to pronounce the body because she had to be buried within like eight hours or something and like we couldn't touch the body only men could touch the body So when they called, like, whoever, Mm -hmm. the funeral home, only Mm -hmm. men could touch the body. Mm -hmm. So I I would never have known that you know already. I would never have been able, like, I wouldn't have known that. And I would have literally messed everything up. (laughs) A lot of the programs that I was telling you about, that's the training that they administer to their staff. So that they don't see somebody freaking out and automatically be like, okay, no, you're an asshole. It's like, no, you're a male doctor trying to touch this female patient. Where the only people who can see her unclothed is another female. So, like, stuff like that. They're really making, in healthcare especially, they're really making an effort. It's nice because it's one thing to teach and then it's one thing for people to actually do respect yeah. those yeah. Uh, those boundaries yeah. because I feel like there's some people would be like yeah nobody will really know you oh, know it's like no big deal the, yeah. yeah you know and yeah. we, disrespectful no, especially no, no, no. when it comes to Religious working belief. with the, the dead too because yeah. like yeah. that's you it's don't, sacred you don't to them. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's already hard for their families to deal exactly. with. Exactly. That's important. But what gets me is Forbes released this article and it contained a study and it looked at 1,700 different companies across eight different countries with varying industries and company sizes. So it says that companies that had more diverse management teams have a 19% higher revenue due to innovation. So it's like, we can talk all this diversity diversity but money talks we know that these yeah. companies want money more than anything mm-hmm. and it's like bruh 
19%. That is mm. significant. You know, yeah. this, is, right? <laughs> this is 19%. Mm-hmm. Like it will make you money mm-hmm. <laughs> to start being more diverse and, and not lose you money. Right. And it's like, I can only see positive things. Again, the article was saying diversity is diversity of minds, ideas, and approaches. Mm -hmm. So if you come from different backgrounds, if you're different ages, if you're a different race, you know, that's so many scopes that you're coming from all angles. Mm -hmm. It's so hard for you to miss an opportunity when you have people that have vision all across the board. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So you're only going to do yourself a favor Mm -hmm. by hiring a more diverse team. I'm like, damn, should we get a white girl on here? (laughs) I mean, if somebody wants to try out. (laughs) But even more than that, it's they have the more of an opportunity to catch the pitfalls like mm-hmm. think about all the campaigns that you've seen where mm-hmm. people have said or done or shown dumb pump. shit <laughs> and you're like this could have been mi-. y'all remember dole <laughs> you remember dole we haven't checked in with oh them gosh in where they had the what was it the rice and peas no, wasn't it the oh, yeah. was it, yes it was a jerk chicken with the bananas <laughs> yeah. in it so if, like, quotes if they had That's a black person it's, in that room it's the other one the asian market where they the thought our palms matched right. the back of our skin because i understand a recipe is open to interpretation even though we don't fuck with that interpretation yeah. at <laughs> all <laughs> but you're also like you somebody like colored <laughs> a palm of a hand black so, like no one was in the room <laughs> come on now yeah. h&m h&m, H&M. that's like, just blatant yeah. pepsi like yeah. there's so many brands where oh, they ca- do- kendall are you just gonna crack open a, <laughs> a pepsi for the cop yeah, yeah. No, hey, if you get the reference <laughs> hashtag join the conversation <laughs> <Yeah>. please <laughs> so it's just like so many problems could have been mitigated if somebody was in the room even that's just one saying. person that's like, all i'm saying diversity right. something and it's not even being in the room it's when you're hired to be in the room with actual input mm-hmm. because then we get into tokenism where companies are just wanting to make it seem like they're inclusive but they actually just have a black people women asians people but, with disability right they're just oh look at us we're diverse yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like that's not inclusion you're mm-hmm. just trying to look like you're inclusive mm-hmm. but trying I'm to s- not get your stakeholders to drop your ass right? that's yes. what a lot because again is. we live in the age of the internet so they are yeah. gonna find out yeah all some it takes point. is one tweet and it's your ass <laughs> i'm so. just waiting for one of those major companies who are doing outsources to be like we're diverse we have a whole bunch of people over here and it's like stop it (laughs) one question i had is have you guys ever been a token yes yeah and you can be a token in friendship too i just want to like blurp that in too because you can be that token black friend yeah and that 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 allows somebody to say some out-of-pocket shit but they say oh i can say this it's like they get that that nigga cosign what really damn it's because I said nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it in for that. <laughs> it's because they get that black cosign where yeah, they're like, right. oh, my black friends that I have, let me say this shit. And right. then they leave that circle and right. say that shit and get drawn up. <laughs> and they're like, but wait, my black Just friends. Just know if you are a white person and your black friend said you could do something, don't bring that to another black girl. Yeah, we no. don't know you like that, bro. We, no. Not no. That it is specific know. to the person who said you get that pass. Yeah. Right. Like, the pass oh. is non, it is not presto. Yeah. It's not non, it's right. not transferable. <laughs> that pass is only <laughs> my way. It is, yeah. right? This yeah. is my way. You gotta pay again, my friend. Yeah. You can't just pull up. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I want to say I've probably been that token black friend in high school. I'm um, fairly certain without was, yeah. realizing I was a token black friend. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with whether or not you recognize that that's a dynamic going on, right? And mm-hmm. whether or not they recognize that they're doing that implicitly or not. Like I can say with some certainty that my friends through elementary school and high school who were white, I was probably their token black friend, but they didn't do it out of a place of knowing that they were tokenizing me and mm-hmm. being like she's co-signing me. They were just like you're the only one here so right. if you're here and like we're friends like of course i can say it right because mm-hmm. like you're cool with it it wasn't until maybe i probably in ninth grade that i could go don't say that grade. wow i was not wow i was a late bloomer Am because I- <laughs> i'm pretty sure i let someone was like yeah the n-word's fine to, was, i know i said that to one of my it was the first time in high school yeah for me yeah. the first time well, one of them said i know for and middle school was all black yeah elementary school there was some white people but they were black and then <laughs> it was only high school when i went to school outside my district where I was like, okay, I don't know what's wrong about this situation, but you can't say that. Yeah. Why? Because I said you can't say that. And that was the turning point, too, where, like, I 
I was in the situation. I was like, I guess. And then that night I didn't sleep thinking it like, can I even say that's okay? Because full disclosure, I'm also mixed race. So that was weighing on my soul going, mm. how can I say that it's okay to, I know the history of this word. That's, that's not acceptable. Mm. Do you guys remember the episode on Insecure? It's back, by the way, and we're really excited about it. But on Insecure, where Mimi, Molly, Molly, right? <laughs> when Molly's <laughs> in the office and they hire another black girl, and yeah. the black girl yes. like really loud, and, and she's just really like, like giddy, and she uses a lot of slang, right? Yeah. And she's just like embodying the stereotype. Yeah. So Karen was saying last episode that you want to rewrite the stereotype with mm-hmm. being yeah. amazing at your job. You know what I mean? And just leaving better. an impression yeah. too, right? Leaving a better impression or leaving a good impression. So. It's hard when you see people that are in your race leaving a not so great one. Not so great impression. It's cringy. Like you're like, why are you doing oh my that? God. I have a story. Wait. It was actually two students, yeah. two nursing students yeah. that didn't like each other and they decided to have a full out fight. Scrap. And it really upset me. Yeah. And I went to the group and I was kind of venting about it and mm. you know, I got some good comments, some bad comments, but all mm. around like how not to the flavor of the comments i remember some of the comments because i was like i can't believe that they did this because we already yeah. in this profession i think i told you guys there's not a lot of black people that work yeah. there mm-hmm. and then you're gonna come in here and you're basically going to reinstate that negative yeah, exactly. yeah. Yes. Right. so they're not allowed back and some of them were like yeah you know we can kind of understand how you feel some of them were like you should try and talk to them and other people were like, well, that's not your business to what? hold that or on your it's, shoulders. It's because so you're not like, a nurse okay. in the industry. It's like, not a nurse, nurse, but we have to. Exactly. Because you're in that workplace. And now people who probably already had those implicit stereotypes in their head just saw it act out in front of them. And now you're you the only what? black you girl. Could, you know what upset me the most about it? The it. next day, I came into work and I was getting a report. And mm. one of the few white people that worked there came up to me and was like, hey, did you hear about that fight? Um, yeah. And I was like, like they want to oh, laugh about it, like they want to kiki about, about it. it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I'm not gonna do that. With you. Yeah. If they wanted to kiki about it with the like best intentions, it's still so like it's uncomfortable. It's yeah. uncomfortable yeah. for you yeah. because you don't want to low key degrading yourself, right? Like you're, you're, yeah. And that that touches on black people as a monolith, right? Because the argument against that is we're all individuals in our own right, doing our own thing. I hate that. But then that. you go into these spaces, like Shanine said, and it's like this is her industry this is her livelihood like of yeah. course that's her business yeah. Yeah. there are layers people need like, to stop acting like things are independent of one another they're yeah. not we're not like we are multi-layered only, people yeah. and one person doesn't necessarily represent another people another person however again we go back to those stereotypes those prejudice mm-hmm. people we know they have them the least people can do is do their best to not confirm them yeah yeah so i mean do it when you're not in your scrubs on campus like i'll see you at yeah, five catch me outside. Right. <laughs> you you pass that like on a one two text send a send a snap catch me outside WhatsApp, and handle it yeah <laughs> yeah whatsapp that catch me outside and handle it when the scrubs are off that's all i'm saying so I think in closing, I just wanted to say for me, you guys can share how you feel, but mm-hmm. diversity in the future for me, I'm really looking forward to seeing everything that's going on because on the last podcast, we were talking about how we're seeing a lot of, first of all, the black excellence that was on all of those Ooh. magazines. Yeah. We're seeing Wait. a lot of black people coming up and having their own like million dollar businesses Mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot of growth (laughs) in those spaces and again to our last podcast we have white people that are now realizing that they're gonna have to give up some of their power and there's white people out there that are giving up their seats yeah so so, right so i'm really excited to see how diversity is gonna look like even in our lifetime because honestly we can't get worse unless (laughs) you're in trump's america i mean you've got (laughs) to you have to put effort into doing worse than what's already happened at this point right exactly and i think i'm liking what i'm seeing here i look forward to where diversity is not looked at as an island it's diversity and inclusion like effort is not oh i want a board that's 
half women or half men. It's like, okay, how about we have a board that is maybe half women and half men, but like, what about people who are younger? What about promoting inwards? Yeah. What about like promoting upwards? What about hiring this person where you wouldn't normally look at them? Like, yeah. I want to increase access. Mm-hmm. Whereas like right now, it's not. It's literally just, okay, diversity equals men, women, and the two ethnicities. Like right, there are yeah. more than two ethnicities. Right. Right. It's yeah. not just black and white people. There are the yeah. rest of the world to consider. So that's what it would look like for me. I guess I look forward to seeing how diversity is handled within social atmospheres. Like we do have a much more diverse society than let's say 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Specifically in Toronto though. Specifically in Toronto. But I'd like to see fewer microaggressions because at this point, like there are exhaustive lists of microaggressions on the internet. Again, it all comes back to the internet. Like we're running out of excuses for not knowing these things. And yes, some of them are a little internal, but like you can now give your kid a list and they'll learn it. And now that kid knows it. So where are they going to take it now that they know it? Yeah. I just want us to be like an example mm-hmm. for other countries or nations, whatever you want to call it, that it can be done. And yeah. it can be done and not be messy. Right. And yeah. it can be done we and have we can a little still problems, achieve a lot more. Yeah. We're, it's messy, but we're willing to see the mess and fix it as we go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like there's still movement. Yeah. It's right. not like something happens and we stop. Yeah. Which is what I think it was in McLean's opinion piece was saying. It's like, we have problems in diversity. We have problems in our own society, but we also have bigger problems too. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, and Tori also said it's that not in our, it's not our only problem. Yeah. So. Okay, because we haven't done it in a while, we're gonna have a serious minute. Shanine, you're always the one with the clock for some reason. So I'm gonna just tell you, you can put a minute on the clock. But she stays ready. What you mean? Everybody's off. They're here eating snacks while I have to work hard and provide a serious minute of content. <laughs> You're the provider. It's fine. Yeah. You got a minute? Yep. Okay. Over hot stove. So let's start. Let us reiterate. Diversity is the inclusion of gender, race, religion, sexual orientation, age, culture, and socioeconomic background. And if the idea of diversity scares you, there's probably a problem with your understanding of what diversity means. The true version doesn't really have any downfalls. Whether it's in your friendships or in the workplace, you will become a better person by having the influence of different perspectives. And you'll make more money because diversity encourages new information, more creativity, diligence, and mitigates tone-deaf messages and content. So you should probably be more diverse in the way you're thinking about everything, honestly. (laughs) And with that being said, remember, guys, it's not a competition. It's a sisterhood. See you next time.